0: Hello, this is Judy Barkoviak from NLP and EFT Kids Um, and as we approach the school summer holidays, last sort of days and uh, weeks depending on which school you're at, um, I thought I'd put together just some top tips really from my latest book, Empower Your Kids, A Coaching Guide for Parents. The reason that this might be helpful is especially for those of you who've got children starting at secondary school in September. Um, And, of course, remembering that all children are going into a new school term with a new teacher, possibly a different mix of um, students or pupils. Um, There will be changes uh, for sure. Um, And also they'll have had that long break of six weeks um, to have got out of the habit of school. So there will be some anxiety, there will be some annoyance about decisions or rules or um, things that are imposed on them. And uh, it's important uh, to use, I think, anyway, to use this summer holidays. Obviously, it needs to be a fun break, a good time, good family time, a rest and all the rest of it. But I think you could also benefit from using this time to encourage and empower your kids to take a little bit more responsibility for themselves, because I do hear stories of parents Um, putting out their kids clothes for the next day, um, doing all the sort of washing, doing the packed lunch, running to school with PE kit that's been forgotten or homework. And I've even heard of parents actually doing their children's homework, um, which I find really um, amazing. Um, So there's a lot of um, what I'd call good intentions, wonderful intentions, loving intentions. Um, because parents love their children, want the best for them, and you want them to succeed, to do well, to be happy, to be calm, to be free of anxiety and worries and so on. However, uh, as they get to that age of going to secondary school, I wonder whether it wouldn't be a good idea now to practice stepping back a bit, You know, children are more than capable of making their own packed lunch. They're more than capable of making snacks for themselves. The kids I see absolutely love doing things like baking, cooking and making choices, you know, making their own decisions about things, throwing together some pastas and vegetables and whatever. They love all that. Um, They also could be taking responsibility for things... um, like making sure they have the right things to take to school you know this isn't your responsibility once they go to secondary school and arguably it didn't need to be your responsibility for some years previous to that otherwise it uh, can become quite a shock to the system you know when a child has to do nothing other than just sort of stand there and be you know fed and watered and taken to school and stuff to suddenly find, oh my goodness, you know, I need to make sure I've got this or that or the other because, you know, whatever. So how do you start? I thought I'd put together five sort of top tips. You know, these are just my thoughts. This is not sort of definite sort of parental advice. I've, I've, I have got four of my own kids and because um, I've always worked, they've had to take some responsibility for themselves. But also, um, I uh, set up a Montessori school when they were younger. And the Montessori idea really is that children should be encouraged to do as much for themselves as possible, um, to sort of to be led by, you know, to to lead from themselves rather than be led. Um, And um, so, of course, my children all had this Montessori upbringing. Um, and um, and I sort of lived it uh, daily, although I wasn't in the in the schoolroom all the time, uh, because uh, my children were in there, and because I was constantly talking to the teachers and reading up on Montessori. Um, I, it's very much sort of uh, my background. So let's start with um, tip one. So firstly, trust they have the answer. Trust they have the answer. There comes a point where it is not up to us to be the final arbiter of what is right and what is wrong and what is good, what is bad. Um, There's an NLP belief uh, or presupposition, which is the map is not the territory. How things are at their school, in their classroom, with their teacher, with their friends, is something really only they know. You may know factually who their teacher is and so on, and you might get anecdotal evidence of what happens at school, but actually being them in that classroom, um, only they can talk about, only they can say, and their their understanding of and the meaning of different words will could be different from yours. You know, if if one says, oh, so-and-so was really mean to me uh, today, their mean may not be your mean. Um, Their anxious may not be your anxious. You know, find out from them, find out a bit more. So instead of just taking what they say at face value and making a judgment about it and, and giving advice, instead, bat it back, bat it back. And by that, I mean check it out. What do you mean? What happened? Um, You know, what do you think? What do you think could be the answer? What other choices are there? What choices did you have? What else could you have done? Bat it back. And what that does is it shows your child that you have faith that they have the answer. You believe in them. And let's face it, if they thought you didn't believe in them, where is their self-esteem going to be? It's really important that they know that you trust and believe that they have the answer. They might make a mistake, sure. They're going to learn from that mistake. You know, obviously, you're not wanting to go anywhere with sort of like, you know, mistakes that could be sort of have a safety hazard. I don't mean that. But, you know, a mistake in terms of maybe they do their homework and you think, well, I don't think they've quite got that right. Um, Leave it. It's for them to find out. And it's actually a sign to the teacher that maybe the teacher hasn't clearly explained what's needed or hasn't perhaps Taken, uh, made sure that all the kids know um, what uh, they're they're supposed to be doing, or haven't really understood the lesson, and that's really important to the teacher. They may need to go back over a few points. Um, They may need to talk through with your child a good way to record. You know what homework needs to be done. You know how many paragraphs uh, and so on, and and when it needs to be in. So bat it back and allow your child to take responsibility uh, for the answer um, and what they think they should do. Tip two is very much on the same lines, really, is about encouraging them to take responsibility for their welfare. You know, ask them what they need. um, Maybe put a note on the the back of the front door. Um, You know, during the summer, you could do something like, you know, have you got your sun cream, water bottle, snack? Um, phone if that's appropriate I'm sure they will have their phone they're more likely to have their phone than they are the sun cream or the water bottle Um, but that will get them used to the idea that before they leave the house maybe there's something that they need to have so put that on the back door this then prepares you for school time when you could put a different list on the on that uh, door you know like pee kit pack lunch water Homework. You know, this will save you from um, being sort of chasing around after them and reminding them. And also it's it's good for them to see, right? Yes, yeah, so I've got that, or oh, I haven't got that, better go and get it. And then they feel that they've taken responsibility. It's really good for their self-esteem. Number three, focus on what you want them to be and do rather than telling them what you don't want. You know, we sometimes run around sort of saying, don't do that or watch out or pick that up or, you know, you've left this or you've done this or, you know, I don't, you know, whatever it is that we don't want. Um, You know, you've got several kids. Obviously, I had sort of four kids over the summer holidays and still probably trying to do a bit of work. Um, And, you tend to notice them when they're making a noise don't you because it's like oh my god you know they're making a noise oh shh, you know I'm, I'm on the phone to a client or something um whereas actually what we need to be doing is focusing on when things are going well so when you see them playing nicely together when they're quietly occupied doing something um when they're you know when they're, all is well that's when we need to notice it and say oh well done you know, that's great of course that sounded a bit condescending didn't it but you know oh it's great That you're working so well together, you're doing this. That's fantastic. Doesn't matter if they make, you know, maybe they've decided to cook supper or something like that. They make a bit of mess. You know, that's okay. You know, that's part of the process, isn't it? Um, But if they're all getting along and they're fine and they're doing something, um, that's great. So focus on what you do want. Tell them what you do want. You know. Please could you just be quiet, you know, could you just occupy yourselves for, you know, 15 minutes or for an hour or whatever, um, because I need to do this, that or the other. Running around after them, you know, occupying every minute of the day and rushing from one activity to the other is pretty much like school for sort of, you know, 52 weeks a year. You know, there's something about the summer holidays that that should be a time, I think, should, could be a time... For when you have more choices, where you have the opportunity to be a bit bored. And what happens when you're bored? You do something, you know, you make something, you do something, you decide, you know, you create your own sort of entertainment. It's really good to be bored sometimes because that's when we have our most creative ideas. Number four, anger. A lot of children I've noticed um, are suffering from anger. And parents tend to focus on the anger and get angry back and we end up with a shouting match. This has happened a lot with clients I've been working with where a child can be really angry. Then a parent is angry with them being angry. Anger comes from um, victim. Uh, victim position in the drama triangle. There's loads about it in my book, Empower Your Kids, a coaching guide for parents. You can find it on my website, obviously also on Amazon and everywhere else. Anger comes from that place of victim, that place of poor me. It could be that your what your one child has been quietly getting on with something, doing something, another child comes along and I don't know, messes it up or you know is really annoying or something child one in that moment feels like poor me I can't even do what I want to do why is this sibling being super annoying etc they then maybe push back maybe shout at them or whatever and you come along to sort it out but maybe the older child tends to get the brunt of it or the one who did the, the most shouting but that person actually started off as the victim so find focus rather than saying why are you so angry which is what we tend to do isn't it what's the matter why are you so angry ask what happened before you know before you got angry what was happening and that's when you find out um, what actually they were doing what they were feeling and encourage them not to be a mind reader like oh he deliberately annoyed me what actually happened what did they actually do he took this she said that etc find out and then ask them what could you have done differently rather than getting angry um because they they do have choices and sometimes children just go from victim to persecutor it's just like bang Oof, they go straight into sort of persecutor and shouting mode but actually that's the point they can step away from the drama triangle and empower themselves and take other choices make other decisions um, and only really they know what that decision might be and that's what I said in in tip one really bat it back ask them what could you have done instead rather than us being the ones who know best Lastly, anxiety. I've seen an awful lot of anxiety. Um, Anxiety stems from a lack of self-esteem, from fear. Um, Encourage them to think of the brave things they do. Think of the times they have done that. Remind them, perhaps, ask them, what other things have you done that are similar to this? Um, When are you brave? Because When they might be anxious in a particular situation, might be a new uh, a new situation, meeting new people, going to a new place, Um, but that doesn't mean they're permanently anxious, you know. And that's what sometimes as parents we make the mistake of we we have this intention to help them with their anxiety, and the impact of that can be that they then almost sort of take on that sort of anxious persona that anxious identity that oh I'm I'm anxious they're almost expecting to be anxious whereas that really isn't so there'll be things that they can do um, that they're brave they'll have abilities they'll have qualities and strengths Um, so encourage them to think about um, ways that they can tackle it decisions they could make Um, what other choices do they have is there a way that they can um, manage this situation better obviously my book is full of um, ideas of things that they can do or that you can show them how to do for um, anxiety for anger and all the different um, possibilities coping with change learning struggles fear uh, and so on Uh, and that's why I'd really like you to buy the book um but um these tips i think um stand alone and um i think you know you it's just about rim, you know perhaps saying to them you know what other things do you do where you're actually quite brave and i'm sure they'll think of something and when you remind them or get them to remember When they have that can-do attitude, it just picks them up a bit. They say, oh, actually, yeah, I can do this. Oh, I went climbing last week. That was quite brave. Or, um, oh, you know, I uh, patted this... You know, dog of my friends, and that was quite brave because I didn't know it. Um, or I did this, or I I had a go at making that, or um, you know I looked this up and and did this, uh, made this great Lego model or something, um, and I did it all on my own. So get them to think of those things that they have done and that they can do, um, because this then gives them much more of a feeling that they are they are better than they think they are. They have more resources than they believe and that um, increase in self-esteem just gives them that uh, push um, to overcome that initial anxiety and just to remember yeah actually I can do this so I really hope that those tips have helped I'm sure I could have thought of five different tips and maybe I will maybe I'll do another post but those are the ones that sort of came to mind really as um, my top tips Okay, get in touch if you need any help. I'm always here.